All right. So, uh, folks, thank you all for watching today. I'm, uh, oh, I'm really excited. I've got uh, Johanna York on the phone, and she's up in New York, and she's got two restaurants, Otro Cinco and Alto Cinco, and she's been on the podcast. We've talked a few times. Uh, a terrific lady. I have a lot of respect for her, and um, always enjoy speaking with you, Johanna. So thank you for thank. Oh, and we have Lola there, folks. That's that's Lola, the blue tick coonhound in the background. So. Uh, we're all three here, but uh, Joanna, thank you for taking the time today. Thanks for asking. Um, which are you at? Which location are you at right now? I'm at my house right now. You're at your house. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's a badass kitchen you got going on there. Um, it's I'm on a lake, so sometimes there might be boats going by, but hopefully it will be good for this interview. That's all right. You could do this from a boat if you do. You have a boat? Um. Yeah. Yep. Nice. What what lake are you on? It's called Skinny Atlas Lake. Okay. It's uh, so it's like right there. Oh wow! How long have you been living there? Um, just a couple years. Um, it's my boyfriend's place, and we stayed. We moved out here in the spring and just spent the summer here. So we both have places back in Syracuse, which is about a half hour away. But we stayed all through the summer and probably are just going to stay through the winter, too. So we can just drive back and forth to work. It's not far. But okay. it's, it's much quieter. and Yeah. So our dog, Lou, can just roam free, and it's good for him, too. It's better. What kind of dog is he? He's a, just a rescue, too. He's a mix of a lab and maybe um, part Newfoundland. He's a little bigger, I think, than most people would expect for a lab. So he's got something else in there. And he has a big curly tail. So uh, just a, you know, half breed the best way. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, I bet he's pretty chill too. He's a good dog. Yeah. Um, okay, so now Syracuse is a half an hour away, which is where you have your places. So give me the lowdown there. Are the, First of all, are the students there now? Yeah, they are. There is a slightly shortened semester, I guess. They're going to break for Thanksgiving and then that's going to end the semester. So normally they would take a few uh, days, maybe a week for Thanksgiving and then come back until the mid of December. But I guess the shortened semester goes until, the, I think it's like the 22nd or 21st of November, and then they won't come back again until uh, mid-January. So we're not really sure how that's going to go, you know, what's going to happen business-wise, but we'll figure it out. Yes. What is the what is why is that? Do they think that when people go home they'll just do less risk, I guess? Yeah. Just sort of condense the semester and try to get it over with. I think just the prediction is through the winter months when everyone is more closed in, probably a likelihood of more of the virus being spread. So getting people in and out faster hopefully can mitigate that. I'm not sure. I don't even know like what's going to happen with if the numbers go up. I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they won't come back. Um, there's been some increase lately around here, as in I know many other parts of the country. But we got to where it was less than one percent, and now since school went back in session, it's coming up a little trickling up. How? how okay, so in. In New York, you know, we all we hear about New York and, and, you know, you just think of New York City and how bad things were there or maybe still are. But I mean, there's it's very different where you are in the state. Um, are there things that have been imposed statewide that are geared more towards the city that also that are impacting y'all or how has that been? I'm real curious about that. So they went through um, as far as the, the way I understood it was. Uh, counties became or regions became open gradually as the numbers kept down so the states started becoming open gradually right and Syracuse I think now we're at I think we can be 75 percent capacity that just happened so we were 50 from the middle of the summer you or maybe towards the end of the summer there was a 50 percent occupancy but this I think the stringency that happened in New York City particularly was 
necessary and helped probably save a lot of people's lives. And that I think that effect, we're about four hours from the city. It just sort of trickles up. Um, obviously a lot of the student body is from the city. So people just kind of, it seems like people came back like-minded with the masks and you know, I'm not sure the kind of partying and stuff that's going on in the university. I happen to live in the university neighborhood and saw right in the beginning, there were some like lawn party things, just, you know, typical. Um, but now it seems like that's closed up a bit. It is getting a little cooler out too. So maybe that's going to nip that. But uh, I think everything that was done, you know, personally, I think it was necessary for safety and, a lot of businesses, I think we all suffered in certain ways, but if you have, if, you, if that's a known way, you know, with the masks and limiting uh, occupancy, I think it helped a lot. How, so how are you doing? How have you been holding? I mean, this has been a I lot of months of, uh, you know, intense um, anxiety and concern and fluctuating, changing, uh, laws and regulations around what you can do as a restaurant owner a lot of people have had to close up yeah unfortunately so how are you doing and how are your restaurants doing well thanks for asking we're doing pretty good we're we're open you know both places got open at the end of may and um alto cinco the oldest one we are not serving people um in the restaurant or outside we're just doing takeout and delivery and that's been going okay for us. Um, the other location, Ocho Cinco, which is downtown, we did do outside table service and that has been going really well. It's just weather dependent and we've been lucky to have a great uh, season. So I feel like the weather's been on our side, but I don't know when um, probably next week it'll be time to move the tables inside and I don't Think we're going to go with serving people in the restaurant for the winter too much risk yeah i think um it's a lot of risk for the servers because as we know when people eat they take their mask off they start drinking it's hard to police that and try to be a weight person so i think we're going to just take a break get through the winter see how the spring looks pretty optimistic that if we follow any of the course of the pandemic in 1918 you know, the cycle of it is a year. If we get to the place in the spring and we've all, you know, remained with our health, that's the best thing. You know, the business, I feel like we have enough skill and enough following, thank God, that we can put our business back together and change as this whole thing changes. But we're surviving and a lot of my employees, um, did not come back to work. Yeah, you hear them? There's Luke, yeah. <laughs> and the ones that did were all um, a pretty solid team. My staff has just been amazing. There's so many adjustments and changes that everyone got really quick and adapted to. And I think people have been doing a really great job. So I'm just thankful for that. I just, I think the most important thing is um, we're operating and we're able to employ a small group of people so it's it's okay right now and i feel like we're as safe as we can be how many how many folks you got on your team now well uh combined we have almost 30 but we, what would you have had in normal year right now um about 110. Ooh. wow okay mm -hmm. so you're at like Gosh, not even 25%. Okay. Yeah. Um, big, big drop in that. Um, we also only are open five days a week, which we've never done that before. We were always seven days. Um, Alto Cinco just last week celebrated 25 years. Yeah, congrats on that. Thanks. Um, and it was, uh, you know, it seems it's kind of um, ironic. It's just like the way we started. A handful of people. Um, we had different hours back then we were open still every day but we were open from 11 to 11 and now we're open from 3 to 10 so it's 
you know, it's a much shorter operation, but I think many restaurant people are experiencing this. It's sort of like a life now. You kind of have, you know, you have some kind of a weekend and everybody gets to rest. Um, the restaurant gets to rest. It gets cleaned properly. Um, things have just been able to get like clear, cleared out, cleaned out, uh, maintenance things done, but just all the things I guess you can't do easily when it's seven days, you know, repairs and just, so I feel a lot better about that. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't know what's, I'm not sure what's next, but we're going, it's still going. So it's okay. That's a good thing. Uh, how, how do you, how do you get through a, a you're so calm about this. It's one of the things I've always loved about you is you just have a really calm presence. And that's so important. There's a saying calm is contagious. So maybe it'll rub off on me a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so how do you get through the, these months, the students go home, they're not going to be back. You're going to close up shop for you said till spring. Mm -hmm. How does that work as a restaurant financially? Well, we've been lucky to be on the receiving end of some of the PPP money. Um, yeah. I think there's still a little bit, a little bit left. Um, so it's pretty much like right on target. It was supposed to last until October because of that extension. So we've, we've made it. So that's great. Um, I think what we're trying to do at both places, uh, also I think a common thing people are doing is just sort of turn your dining room into a makeshift uh, general store, I guess would be oh, what yeah. Ideas. So we're going to just try to sell some of our essential things and pump up a little bit on the to-go um, pre-made items for people to just come in and be able to grab stuff. And then also um, just for neighborhood people to come in and get some essential things, some fresh fruit, bread, baked goods, coffee, um, see how that goes. We have uh, pretty good wine at both places and some good beer. So we're going to try to push that out too for people, um, save people from traveling around a lot. Yeah. Kind of come in and do a one-stop shop. Okay. See how that goes. Are, are you, um, do you, do you communicate with a lot of other restaurant owners either in your area or elsewhere that you know about what they're doing and, and, or where do you, other than the ideas you come up with yourself, are you getting ideas from other folks? I have a very good friend who owns a restaurant, um, close by so we chat and kind of stay in touch um we're both doing that similar style of just take out and doing some essential items um i have another friend who owns a couple places and they're open and serving everyone's kind of doing it differently it's maybe just based on their comfort levels with things and maybe how many of their staff came back i know some people had um a problem where they lost a lot of their staff and then to try to train people and use the delicate dwindling PPP money was not easy to, to do that. Yeah. Obviously when you're training people, it's like double payroll. So, you know, I think we're all trying to figure it out and everyone's kind of doing their own thing and what they think is right. Um, so I guess the answer to that is definitely varies. What about all the staff that are not working for you now that would have been? That's a lot of people. What are they doing? Yeah, I'm really glad to say that a lot of people, I think, have found um, more of what they've wanted to do through this time. And I'm sure just, you know, all over the world, even people have, you have extra time on your hands and you start getting creative with plan B and uh, figuring out what you're really good at and what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and I think that's been just the most healthy growth for people just to kind of, you know, I think the, the thing is with a long-term employment, it, it can become, um, it's, it's like a, it's like anything that you have a relationship, any kind of relationship you have, a friend, um, a parent, a partner, you, there's just so much work that goes in through the longevity of that relationship, all the maintenance, all of the, understanding the compromises dealing it down right so it's just like with um vendors you you know you both need each other and with the employee and the employer 
you know, after a while you, it becomes this, like nobody really knows how to let go, but it yeah. might not be serving one or both for the, I don't know, for, it might not be really working out anymore and neither person knows how to let go or get out. And maybe part of the COVID was like a break for everybody to kind of hit the reset and yeah. for people that were just sort of, you know, kind of on a groundhog day, you know, just go back to work, go back to work and not really putting a lot of maybe their own intuitive energy into what do I really want to be doing, you know? And sometimes it's okay to have that release and figure out your thing. And for me and many other businesses to maybe recreate some positions, maybe to figure out there's some positions you don't need. There's some new ones that you do need. There's just a different way of doing business now. Um, I'm sad that I don't get to see some of my long-term employee, friends, family, people as much as we used to, but we, you know, some of us still stay in touch and I just hear things about so-and-so's doing this, so-and-so's got this going. And I just feel so happy for people like that because uh, maybe there'll be more uh, success for them in that way. Yes. It's a really wonderful way to look at it, Joanna. Um, I haven't heard it expressed that way. But, you know, that's what sometimes things have to be. Well, what you're referring to is real common when we get stuck in what we're doing. And we just we may know in the back of our mind, this is what I would rather be doing. And I'll, I'll get there one day. And that one day just keeps getting pushed out because right. it work it until something gets forced on you and then you you don't have a choice um so it's a wonderful way to look at it and i'm i'm glad to hear that a lot of your uh former staff are, are doing other things and um happy and and then you've got these two businesses that it sounds like you're you're prepped up and ready to make adjustments and changes and get through until next year and then let's say you know you mentioned the, the uh 1918 pandemic and this thing's taking a year to get get through and you know, where, where do you think, like, let's take next spring or next summer or a year from now. Um, what do you think is, is going to be changed possibly permanently about the business that you're in of hospitality and packing a place full of people and giving them a, you know, a warm feeling of being at home and taken care of and served with good food and being around a lot of people in the community and friends and family. Like, you know, how you think we'll get back to that? Or do you think there's changes within your industry that are probably more permanent? I thought that before, maybe this is more permanent around how people will feel to gather again, but I sort of have some optimism that if we can get through to where cases are, eventually down to less than 1% and then maybe non-existent. And I don't know what, if the vaccine is going to happen or not, but if this thing rides out where people can feel safe again about being elbow to elbow and we can pack the dining rooms and the bar and people can come back together to celebrate, um, I will be overjoyed as so many other restaurant owners. But if yeah. we to take some steps back to become um, just safer as groups of people, maybe gathering in smaller groups and being more distant for a while, then we'll deal with that. Um, we have, luckily, we have space to do that. Um, it will be, I think, affect it. Obviously, it's going to affect the bottom line where you can't pack a place and turn the tables the way we used to. But because we've been able to shorten down the staff and shorten down the hours, We've gotten really serious about our food cost and are um, really looking at our numbers every week uh, in a way that maybe we didn't do that as much before. So we're all kind of getting better about being more efficient. So maybe we'll just have to find ways to supplement, you know, through, like I said, maybe trying to sell things more in um, a retail kind of part of the restaurant to um, just keep some money coming in. I'm a little bit optimistic about that. It might, might not work. I don't know, but um, it's, you know, staffing a place during hours where there's not a lot of people is uh, 
is very expensive. And now that we're open in these short spurts, um, you know, we're kind of lucky that we know pretty much every day about how much business we're going to do and it's staffed accordingly. So it's, it's uh, how it, when I think back to some times where we had a full shift of people and we had these dipping hours of where, you know, like every restaurant, there's just an ebb and flow, but yeah. you're fully, you know, you're fully staffed and you cut people and just managing that is um, something we don't, you know, we're not doing that right now. Um, and it seems like it's, it's working. So that full service thing, if it comes back around, like I said, I'll be thrilled and I think we'll do a little bit better at managing it. Yeah. And customers will probably be, you know, more aware of, I mean, people are just going to be cleaner. Probably they're going to shake hands less maybe and use Purell more or whatever. And, and y'all will be, I mean, I'm sure restaurants are going to be as clean as anywhere you can possibly go probably going forward. Um, I think that people are, there's people throughout, I, I'm convinced, and this might just be confirmation bus. Um, I, I'm just convinced that people want to be around other people. We, we, there's a reason that <laughs> restaurants or some form of restaurants have been around since we've been around, um, since commerce has existed, you know, so people want that and um, they miss it. The longer this goes, probably the more they'll miss it. And then the more they'll get used to not having it. But I think, it's one of those things like where you experience it again, you're like, Oh my God, I miss this so much. Thank yeah. goodness. So I hope that's the case. I don't know. I we'll do see. Too. I do too. Um, what about, um, I'm, I'm curious about something that I'm starting to see through our, our customer base. Um, I'm starting to see more owners that are, you know, and we're in election year, so you know, it's an important time. I'm starting to see more people that are, that are, ex, um, you know, advocating for certain candidates, or they're becoming more political with or outspoken. I guess using their platform as a community leader, as somebody that's outspoken about stuff, which has been interesting because that's a, you know, that can be a double-edged sword as a business owner. Yeah. Um, but there's so much going on right now, you know, with. I mean, just so, like, where do you start? There's so many issues that we're kind of all addressing as a country right now that are sort of top of mind. You know, COVID has become a little political. Um, you have, you know, you have um, protests in big cities and there's just a lot going on. How do you feel about all that? I, I think it's good that people are starting to be more vocal and share their opinions about things. And even if you, you know, disagree. I think it's good to take a stance and be involved in what's happening in the, not only your local economy, but just in being a part of the world. It's important yeah. to um, be conscientious of what you're doing. And as a business owner, um, I feel like I can see the, uh, there's just the division that has happened in the past few years, I feel like uh, has been, I mean, it's just very polarizing. So I think when I do find people that we don't share the same opinion on, just try to listen to what they think and understand why, try to understand why they feel that way, but um, try not to just shut that down as, well, you think like this, so you're, you know, it's almost like people seem to just dehumanize other people because you don't agree. And I try to be more like, wow, maybe I can't believe you think that, but why do you feel that way? Or try to listen to understand where these thoughts come from. I mean, I'm, um, I don't think during some of the past elections I've ever uh, in the restaurant have ever put signs up, but this year I definitely am and I'm waiting for them and I'm pro Biden. So uh, we've put Black Lives uh, posters up and we, I currently have a poster that our governor uh, Cuomo made uh, that tells the, the 
sort of the tale of COVID, where it began and where we're at and what they've done to keep the numbers down. It's sort of like a, a cartoonish version of it, but I hung one in each restaurant. And I feel very proud to be a New Yorker because I feel like throughout this pandemic, Governor Cuomo was like a godsend of facts and was a sturdy leader with science behind him. So I think it helped us to go from this to this very quickly. Mm. And I, um, I know other people don't share that view, but that's where, that's my belief. So I'm proud to share that that's what I believe in. I'm not asking anyone else to feel that way. And because I own a business, I'm not putting it in any, I'm not trying to put that in anyone's face. I'm just sharing that that's how I happen to feel. Well, I love the way you approach it, which is a very um, diplomatic matter of fact, not, you know, gosh, there is, there is so much division and uh, it's funny you say that because here I am in North Carolina. I got no idea what's going on in New York. If I turn on one channel, I think, God, he, they really screwed it up. I've thrown another there, you know, oh my, it's been great. So it's, I just, I'd be honest with you. I tuned it out. I actually got, see this thing? A flip phone. Awesome. <laughs> Couldn't deal with it. Couldn't deal with yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nothing there because it's too easy to go on like Twitter and you're like, Ugh. but Twitter is like this thing where it's, I feel like it's not a representation of what's really going on in the world. Like in what convert, like, what real people are talking about. Like you and I might have a conversation where we may agree on things and disagree on things, but we're going to respect each other. And I feel like in the social media world, there's just like, yeah, it's just a weird place where it seems uh, everybody on both sides is so angry. And I don't feel like most people live that way. I, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see that in public nearly as much um, as what you see in the, the social uh, world. It's weird. Yeah, and I feel like uh, I, I stay off of um, the social media um, myself, but I felt like during parts of the, um, the Black Lives movement, there was a lot of, uh, just a lot of negativity that kept, I felt like it just sort of propagates and it's like whatever, you can say something one way, it's mistreated and taken in another way. and before you know it, everyone's just left with these really awkward feelings for trying to express that they want some uh, justice, but it's learning the language and um, changing sometimes how you speak about things to be more, we all have a lot to do, I think, going forward to, to learn uh, uh, the meaning of certain words and how when you express yourself, it can be mis misconstrued um, and I think if people say a little bit less and think a little bit more, everything would be a little bit better. <laughs> Look, okay. This is why, this is one of the big reasons, this is why I wanted to get to this topic. I really think that we, we need establishments like yours and like so many of these independently owned restaurants around the country because that's where people come together and have conversations. These things, the re one of the reasons I did this is I noticed that like, even my family, it's too easy to like, if you got an iPhone, you just type out a text, you know, or type out a tweet. It's just too, and it's all one-sided. Like the way you would communicate with somebody electronically is very different than if you're looking them in the eye and you're having a, real human conversation, it, 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 whether it's in person or even like we're doing right now, it's very different. And so what people know now is Will is silly, you know, uh, flip phone. I can't, I can't communicate. Like if you're going to send me a text, it's going to be a one word response. Cause I have to literally go do, 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 C, do, 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 B, you know, like, so it's going to be this one word response. If you want to have a conversation with me, let's have the conversation. Right. I mean, like that's, yeah. that's where stuff really happens. People can hide behind these things and, uh, and also things can get misinterpreted. I noticed that that, like I would send a text to maybe my daughter and it would like, or my wife, it would come across in a way that was totally not the way I meant it, but the way they would read it would be very different 
And uh, then we had, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not even, that's not how I meant that. Like, let's talk. And then you talk and you're like, oh, I get it. I see why you thought that. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, that's why I just, I'm for, I'm advocating for get rid of the, here's a technology company, but I'm saying get rid of the screens, get them, get rid of them like as much as possible. We need more of this, more yeah. human interaction. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I agree completely. And I think it's a good point about how restaurants are, has from the beginning of time a gathering place for people to express their views and try to connect or sometimes you just got to spout off about something the way you feel and through that you get to hopefully you learn some things too yeah it should be an exchange it should be an exchange and there's no right and wrong necessarily there's people that view the world differently and that's okay we have to respect each other and you know that's what matters but there's just there's not any there's not as much of that now people really respecting other views i have a big issue with that so i don't know there's a there's a documentary i'm going to watch uh have you heard of this thing called the social dilemma yeah actually um i watched some of it on sunday and uh it's i don't think it's anything um surprising given what we've just talked about yeah. but it, it goes deep and it's it is uh is a wild bummer to see what, how something that started to, with the best of intentions for engaging people in society and helping to build human connection went into such a platform to sort of sell things and become almost like a channel for advertising mm. and becoming a a business that wasn't what it started to be so good luck with that you should watch with your kids <laughs> well I'm going to we uh so I have a 16 year old daughter and I have a 13 year old son and I have an 11 year old son and uh, you know the 16 and 13 year old have phones um, and they have some social media tools and we're very you know, we have some very clear rules around that stuff and we know what they're on and, and you know but still it's a uh, the bigger thing is the, uh, I, I, I believe, and, and I'm curious to see if this is um, what happens or what they talk about in here is just the, these things are, they become so addictive. Like that was my challenge. It's like, I'm looking at it constantly. And I was like, mm, I, I know my own limitations. Like I, you know, that thing is just hanging me constantly and I'm looking at it and it's, it's becomes an extension of you, which yeah. is weird to me and I don't like it. But anyway, um, but, you know, th this is part of why we, um, it's been real interesting through this to see, I mean, we've had places that have started using schedule fly that, that never needed it because they had like, let's say a set schedule, right? Very consistent, same guy and gal work, same shifts, you know, whatever. And they would just put it on Excel or whatever, minimal changes, that kind of thing. And now they're just dealing with like, so-and-so showed up, took the temperature, has a fever, got to go home, got to find somebody. Or so-and-so called in, you know, they're, they're, they were exposed to somebody, got a quarantine. So they're dealing with this changing schedule. So I'm really, I'm, I say I, we, all of us, I mean, we're thankful that we can help in situations like that. And we're thankful that we help the customers that we do. Um, but we've really been clear, careful to limit, as you've probably seen, we don't keep adding stuff all the time because you know, a lot of, a lot of technology companies, they keep adding because they want you to be engaged on their platform more and more and more and more. And that's what that's all about. Then they can advertise whatever it is. Like yeah. I'd rather people or I, I, we would rather people just be able to go in, do what they need and have it be there. It's almost like, a, you know, like a, um, like a tool that you can grab and use when you need it and you put it away and you keep doing what you're doing. Not something, not something that's all of a sudden like I got it with me everywhere I go. Cause everything I do is based on this. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not, I think that's healthy. That's a good point. It's there when you need it and it makes other things so much easier, but you don't need to carry it around. I mean, it's your platform has helped us so much in the past years. I can't, it's just been great. It just makes so many things so much easier. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. I appreciate it. All of us do. We thank you for that. Um, that's all we want is to make things a little easier because then y'all can focus on doing 
which you do really well, which is providing great hospitality, engaging with people, <laughs> you know, like yeah. the idea is not to keep people sitting in an office or on a screen all the time, having to deal with stuff. It's like, just, you know, free y'all up to do what you do really well. Um, and that's going to keep changing. It's, you know, I mean, uh, like you said, you're having to get more involved with your costs now and understanding that. And so you keep tweaking and getting better. And, but at the end of the day, what you do well, what your team does well, what our customers do well, that we're so proud to serve y'all, and this is specifically independent restaurants, is uh, you're members of your community, you care about your community, you love your community, you love what you do, you love inviting people into, it's like your second home, and you want it to be their second home, and uh, there's nothing better than that. Like that's, we've always needed that, we'll always need that, and, and I, we're so thankful for that, and I think, I think that people are more aware of that now than they've ever been, meaning the consumer, the customer. Uh, things have gone so well for so long that people may not have paid as much attention to who they, who they patronize. But now I think they think, okay, gosh, I keep hearing independent restaurants and small local businesses are really struggling. What can we do to help them? How do we, you know, is it buy gift cards? Is it give big tips to servers? Is it just get more takeout or whatever it is? I think people are more aware of that now. And, and I think on the tail end of this, that's going to benefit you and your peers. Um, a lot because I, I think that's one thing that people will take away from this that probably won't change is that they really are more aware of who they do business with. Yeah, I agree. I think since the beginning of the COVID, people were so gracious just coming by and buying the gift cards or just saying like, we'll keep coming back. And it makes such a difference. As you see yeah. some of the people still, the regulars, they still come, they just get their food in the bag we'll get back to the, you know, maybe not get back. I don't, I feel like there is no going back, but we'll get to a place again where we can serve the people in the style that I think we, or maybe even better. But I, I miss a lot of the people as I'm sure. Everybody does. Feels like the hard part is. They miss y'all. Um, you mentioned, you said that you watched, uh, I'm just curious about this, but I mean to ask you, you watched the Zoom that we did with uh, Dave Query and enjoy that. Well, Dave's a great guy. I have so much respect for him. I've known him a long time. I'm just curious as a restaurant owner and somebody that's been in the business for a while, like he has, what, what did you get out of that? Or, or is it just a lot of stuff where you were nodding along saying, yeah. yeah. Saying. Yep. It was so much of that. seems like he has a really big operation though. He has so many different concept restaurants, right? He's got like 15 locations across yeah. like five or six concepts. Yeah. He's, yeah. That's wild. Um, but I think so many points that he touched on, uh, it, I guess it's just like a little bit of a warming kind of connection to realize like these perceptions, things that have been occurring in the past few months are similar with other people. Um, it might sound really uh, just so basic, but like Dave said, I think in towards the end, uh, you know, everything is just noticing, like everything is cleaner, even like the, the, the alleyway outside, like there's just like, there's so much less of everything. And I think sometimes um, being the head of, you know, an operation just on the daily, like before you even get into your office or get your coat off, you've already, passed into seeing so many things that you have to respond to because, you know, they're not quite right. It's like you walk in, there could be like a, a plant you see it needs water. The music might be just not what is right. And you might notice something from the doorway that's, you know, a little bit needs a little fixing or your eye will go to some things that need to be cleaned. There's like a box on the floor. Someone's not wearing a hat. You know, by the time you get to where you're going, you're just like, wait, what do I, which, which one of these things do I hit first? And then uh, I think kind of throughout the, this uh, changing pandemic quarantine thing, <laughs> there's just so much less to respond to that you get, you kind of just get like a little breather. And for me, I got to be honest with you, it's like, it's not like, 
there's a bunch of money coming through the door. You know, we went from like this to this, more like this right now. Yeah. You know, and it's not going to be like this anytime soon, but I hope it doesn't go like this. But just even operating like this, it's just so much like, just, it's just so much less uh, consuming of your energy. And it's okay, I think, to just, for a lot of people, just to take a break for a minute. You know, one yeah. year of life is just like a blip. You know, I think of, I've been lucky to be open 25 years, right? If I have one or two bummer years, you know, it's not going to, hopefully, it's not going to end it, you know? It's a good perspective. I think a lot of people have had time to have to think about that. And it's been a healthy thing um, in a lot of ways. You, you, you and your peers that run restaurants, independent restaurants, man, it is like, it's, it's, I mean, in all the years of, uh, of doing this, I've always just been amazed at your ability to just spin like 50 plates, you know, with two hands at one time, all the time. 24 7 365 a lot of times little time off even on vacation you still got to know what's going on it's really it's impressive i've always felt like there's no way i could do it i don't have the capacity to you know whatever it is that um the, i just I, I think i'd break honestly so but you know it's good it's good that y'all have had this chance because you're probably when you're on this trajectory and you keep growing you know there's there's just like big fear almost like if we don't just keep this up that you know if we start going like this it's gonna be really bad and it's almost in a weird way maybe it's comforting and I guess you were touching on this a little bit that because everybody had to hit reset and everybody went like this it's like if your business alone went like this while everybody else was going like that you you probably just yeah wreck you yeah but since everybody you're like oh okay, god it's not my fault it's out of our control but now, now you value things that you can't necessarily measure. Like you can measure growth, profitability, all that kind of stuff. But you can't measure downtime, uh, better sleep, better taking care of yourself better, better, more exercise, uh, more time to just, to just think, um, you know, less stress. Like those things are immeasurable, but they're so valuable. Uh, and maybe it's a good time that people will find that while they're, they're not going to go like this, and you know they may be here now, but but maybe like here is is okay if you get some balance versus always like this with no balance at all, which is kind of what most restaurant people have been on for a long time. Right, and I think the another important part of that is you know if you're like this and you get to this place where you're like the best, then there's only one way to go. Yeah. So yep. if if we all kind of went like this a little bit, but we can get back up again it's more of a challenge and i think um it's maybe what a lot of every I mean, maybe a lot of businesses and just people in general needed to kind of bring out why we are in this business again you know maybe you get back to like really the basics looking at your food and the people making your food and what your relationship is to the restaurant in a more direct way. Um, I've enjoyed that. We've started doing staff meals again and it's kind of, uh, it's just invigorating. And sometimes when you have a really large staff or at least I wasn't able to find a way to do it when you have like four shifts in the day being open until 2 a.m. You just lose a connection. You see people, you don't really know them. and. It's all necessary when you have, um, you know, big operations, but that is somewhat, um, I didn't find that satisfying and having back a small staff and a lesser operation is just so much more satisfying. So, you know, this is a weird thing. It might sound crazy, but when I think sometimes about if someone asked me to like, what is it like, you know, having a restaurant, I think the feeling, one of the feelings is like, you know, having a really great dinner party every night. It's kind of how it starts out. And then you can get to a point where it's like, 
uh, how do I clean this all up again and start all over again with like, you know, all the attention to the important things. And then you go through all these years, right, of doing it. And I think there's this backdrop of a feeling that I would describe like having like groceries in your car with like ice cream that you know you got to get home. So you're like, you got a couple stops on the way, but in the back of your mind, you're always like, I gotta get that ice cream in the freezer. It's gonna thaw, I gotta get that ice cream in the freezer. And through time, it's like, you just have more bags of stuff that you're like, how do I, how do I, I gotta get this? I gotta get this like situated, but I still gotta drive and look out and be careful. But you always have this feeling, it's probably like, you know, having your, your kids, it's like, there's just always this thing in the back of your mind, right? That's like, wait, where are they? Are you sure she's there? What? She said this. Wait, what? And then you got, you, but you know, you got to keep driving and you got to stay, you know, safe and smart and you got to get to certain places at certain times every day. And then through this whole, you know, crazy quarantine and pandemic, it's like I dropped some of those bags off. Mm, that's good. I hope you pick them up again. I hope you don't have to pick them up again. I hope people, uh, I really hope a lot of this is lasting and uh, people don't let that stuff creep back because it can creep back. It yeah. can every time. Like, oh, well, you know, yeah, now I got to do this again, but that's okay. It's just that. And then, you know, next thing you know, so um, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, uh, you know, like one of the things I really enjoy very much is having continuing conversations with folks like you prior to this, during this, post this, because it's really, I'm very curious how this changes things. And so having these consistent conversations, meeting with you, Dave, like there's a, a number of customers that we've gotten to know really well over the years. And, um, you know, we have 7,000, I can't know them all. Uh, unfortunately, I wish I could, because I, I love everyone that we serve. But I love having this, I've really learned the value of having these consistent conversations with like a group of a few dozen of you or whatever it is um, to see how things change. And, and uh, you know, you and I will have this conversation in six months and then again in a year or whatever. And then it'd be interesting to look back and go, remember when we were talking about, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool. But um, like a diary. That's right. That's exactly right. I really like the Zoom thing because I like I love being able to see y'all. I've, I've always enjoyed the podcast, but this is really cool. Um, the uh, I, I want to ask you one more thing, and I want to respect your time and let you go. But I am curious uh, what you've been doing with some extra time. Like I know one time I think I texted you, and you were just getting back from a run, and you were going on a run. So I know you're into some running. But what else do you do to like keep uh, your head on straight and so stay two, happy and healthy? Two things: yoga. Um, I got really into yoga and that became a daily thing now and sometimes even twice a day. So that's been great. Um, that has been a life changing thing. So Is that, that, that you got into it during the last few months. Yeah, but like regular. So that's yeah. been a great part of my day. Um, and I don't miss it. Like I never miss a day. So I'm really like, got to do this, you know, um, and the other thing is I uh, got into something I wanted to do for a long time, but just never really did is bake bread. And I uh, was a baker. Uh, I started in the restaurant world as a baker, but never bread. So over the quarantine, I started experimenting and I've been really enjoying it. Um, my boyfriend eats bread every day. Lucky guy. It's kind of, it's good. It's fun. I like doing that. So I found some things to do that are really rewarding and um, it's given me just a lot of satisfaction, I guess, to pay attention to some other things like that. What kind of, what's your favorite kind of bread that you've been making? Just regular uh, baguettes. I'm oh. Just improve on that. Mm, man. So it's fun. Okay. You know what? There's a baker. We're down here. We're in Waxhaw, North Carolina, and there's this tiny little place I found. And this lady's like a, she's a, uh, what's that culinary school over in France? Uh, uh, the Cordon Bleu? Yeah. 
she like went there and uh but she's got this little i mean it's tiny this little is like a i don't know if it was a house at one point or whatever but it's really small but uh she bakes these uh breads and bagels and uh and uh, I'm going there. I mean, I just like that got my mouth watering. She makes some really good stuff. So since I can't have yours, I'm going to go there and get some when we get done with this. <laughs> have a baguette for lunch. Good. <laughs> uh, well, I really enjoyed catching up with you, and I appreciate. Thank you. I'm and uh, oh, let me ask you this: Can I trade you if I send you some more hats? Uh, we're out of socks, by the way. I know you like those socks. We ran out. I'm trying to get some more. But can I get an Otro Cinco shirt or an Alto Cinco shirt? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Can I send it? Are you I'll send, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you my address. Um, cool. In fact, I've, this is the only, I have a Foo Fighters shirt on today. Normally, I have a customer T-shirt on like every single day. And uh, I grabbed this one. This one's still dark, and I didn't see what I was grabbing. But um, I love wearing customer T-shirts every day. I, I just, I've got a bunch of them. And it's like, I don't know, I just, I feel so proud wearing a lot of them so um we've got some uh hats coming in oh you know what we have coming in too i'll i'll, I'll send you these is the uh uh they're called i mean we i guess we call them we call them buffs but it's like what um it, fly fishermen wear them and like they come around your face and they go up over your head but uh we're, they're really cool west uh um who uh he's the guy who started schedule fly and uh one of the, my partners here, he um, does a lot of fly fishing, and, uh, like a, a lot. And he's like an expert fly fisherman. They wear these things. And uh, he's got this really cool design that uh, we're going to put on these things. And um, I'll send you some. People can wear them at work or whatever, you know. And Yeah. Uh, we're going to get some of those, too. Okay. I'll send you a box of goodies. That will be great for the winter up here, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Lola's found something she's getting ready to start howling at. So we'll wrap this up. But uh, thank you very much. I enjoyed it a lot. I appreciate it. And we'll catch up again soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Be See well. You. Bye. Bye. Let's see here.